Once again, our top story, the Big Ten has decided it will have a conference-only season for all fall sports. That includes football. I am very concerned. I think in our last conversation, I was, you know, cautiously optimistic. You know, I'm not even there now. So I am concerned that we may not be able to play. Today on ESPN Radio, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said that his concern is, quote, high to very high when it comes to college football in the fall. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast, your unfiltered source for LSU sports. Presented by Courtesy Automotive Group and Bandit Radio Productions. On this episode, we discuss the SEC and the possibility of a conference-only schedule. We look back at highly ranked recruits that didn't pan out and the latest Dick Vitale drama. All right, here we go, guys. Jam-packed episode number 19. 19. Who's 19? Jabril Cox. Ooh, Jabril Cox. Yeah. Big time. Bednarik, <laughs> watch list? Yeah. Yeah. So was it uh, Jabril Cox, uh, Stingley, and, and Jacoby Stevens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in your face. You, you, you made the tweet today. Yeah. You're, oh, you 8-4 and four LSU's guys. going 8-4 and four dorks. Dorks. Freaking dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one today. That was funny. Um, yeah, so episode 19, guys. Uh, jam-packed today. We just got the news. Um, it was a uh, meeting the SEC offices in Birmingham and no decisions have been made for the SEC yet, but it sounds like they're discussing all discussing all their options. And this is all on the heels of the big 10 and the PAC 12 making their decisions that they're going to be conference only games this year, uh, which leads us all to understand most likely I, I can't see how it wouldn't be, but the big 12 SEC and ACC all fall in line. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, they have to. Um, I I think maybe that is. I was looking at something just before we got on the podcast about um, looks like late July could be their time frame to make a decision on something, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it also makes me question why did the Big Ten make the decision they made so quickly if you could right. wait until late July. Oh, right, and we were just talking about it uh I, I don't think I think that they're making it this early because I think they know that they can still, you know, go back back on the, out on their decision. Yeah, I don't or think maybe not actually. Now that I say that out loud, well, and the thing is, I don't. If, you, I, I if don't, you pull out of these games, you know, like Ohio State plays Oregon, right? So now they're just not preparing for that game. Oh yeah, they've already cut that. Right. So, so yeah, there's no going back. There's to probably your no going old back. Contract. Actually, yeah. Okay. Now the thing, but there's probably is no going back. Um. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to get any better than it is right this moment anyway for a month from now. Um, no, just, it'll keep getting... Yeah, right. you're still going to have lots of cases out there, and it's... Oh, man, we had some debates on Facebook today about this. Um, good discussions, actually, about the cases now and kind of how we just all need to learn to adapt to the virus. But a lot of people are making a lot of decisions uh, right now that seem hasty, but... Yeah. I think we can all uh, agree to the fact that we are not going to have fans in the stands for college football this year. Probably I, not. I don't see how that's happened. Unless they make a decision in the middle of the year or something. Like, I don't see how that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to put 
I don't even see how you put 20,000 people in the same stadium right now with yeah. with the atmosphere that we have. Uh, like, I'm not here to tell you that it's dangerous to do all that, but um, I don't see how that is a good PR decision for anybody to make at this point. Right. No, I don't, I don't think so. So with the SEC basically looming to make the decision of conference-only schedules, I guess my question is, how do they how do they do this? Uh, do they take the current schedule, SEC schedule that, that everybody has currently, and then just add games to it? Yeah. Um, how many games do we end up playing? Right. And do you play the games that you were supposed to play on the day you were supposed to play them? Right. So, like, I think – I'm sure there's – let me look at the schedule. Like, if someone in the SEC plays an SEC team week one – Will they still I, they're play gonna have that to game that on up. September 5th? I don't, I don't think that's – and I think one of the reasons why they're probably looking at the conference – is a few reasons. Obviously, the one of the reasons is so they can keep everybody uniformed with their policies and procedures and not bring other teams into the mix of that. Um, but also that the majority of the teams play non-conference teams early and then the conference games usually happen later. It's a way for us to back the season up and not have to deal with those first few games. Um, so I, I, if there are teams that are playing early, I would say that they were probably going to back those up. And I, I could see like mid-September as being your earliest game at this point. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, but it all depends on how many like two it, weeks. It all depends on how many games you end up scheduling in the conference too. Yeah, that makes sense. Open dates are going to be a question for me. Like, so if you have an open right. date before the Alabama game, do we have to jam another SEC team into that open date to where we end up playing 10 games straight, no and open then, dates? And then that depends on are you going to have – are you going to move it to 10 games? And right. And then if you do, how do you, who, who do you add to each team's schedule? So, like, right. is LSU going to get screwed over and have to go play in Athens? Right. Although I guess it doesn't matter if you're playing home or away. Yeah, and everybody Other was saying, uh, well, great, Alabama is going to play Vanderbilt twice. That was one of the <laughs> jokes. Um, that is pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I can see it definitely. I At this point this year, I, I just all cards are on the table, and it's like just to have football, um, whatever whatever we have to do to make it happen, um, it's, somebody's, somebody's going to scream it's not fair. Um, right. We were just talking before we got on the podcast, like the playoffs – how do you pick the playoffs this year? Is every t- right. conference going to play the same amount of games? Um, it's hard to see how that's going to work unless everybody chooses to play nine because the Big 12 teams, they can only play nine games because they, only, right, have they only have 10 teams, teams. unless they want to have like a repeat opponent for each team. That's true. Um, um, have like two Red River rivalry games. That's yeah. Kind of funny. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work either. And I, I, I've told you before, I don't, I could easily see them not doing the playoffs this year. Um, Like, they've already come out and said no non-conference games. Well, guess what? That's a non-conference game. Do you want to get the payout for it? And I'm sure they do. Um, But how do you keep those procedures in place? Who's in charge of this? Like, there's a lot of questions with that. Um, How are you going to pick the teams? Um, And I could easily see at the end of the year – you just have an SEC champion, you have a Big Ten champion, and they, they don't play that extra game, right. and maybe the AP picks a champion again like the old days. Yeah. Um, and you were saying, I can't – you said it before the podcast, like, I can't I, 
I don't know if I could deal with that. And I'm like, well, guess what? Right. Like, that's what I used to deal with all the time. Nobody, yeah. The best teams never played each other. That's so frustrating. It is. Why would they do that? Uh, there was just money in those bowls, man. Like, yeah. they, they just kept it that way, and they had those conference alignments in the bowl games. Now, that's something that's interesting, too. If we do bowls. have a postseason, how are the bowls going to work? Yeah. I don't uh, know if that's even a question at this point. Like, I guess a lot of the bowls would be pretty easy to select teams because, you know, it's like – the fifth place team, the SEC plays the fourth place team from the ACC or whatever. I, honestly, at this point, I don't see any of that happening. All I see is us playing an SEC schedule with no fans in the stands. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to be the I, easiest way for you to get the football that you need to get this year. Um, and then we jump ahead to 2021 where hopefully things are normal again. Right. <laughs> like right. At this point, I, but beggars can, can't be choosers, you know? I, I'd say the best decision you can make is say we're going to have bowls this season. For now, and then end of the year, if uh, things aren't looking any better, I think there needs could, to be they decisions. Could be looking better, yeah. But I don't think there's no. I don't think there's a decision to be made to say that there's not going to be a postseason. Um, but I don't think, that, I don't think they're addressing. Yet. I don't think they're addressing it yet. Anyway, I don't think they should. I think that shouldn't be addressed. Until I think they already like, came out and said the playoffs are still intact at the right. moment. Right. So, so I don't think they need to cancel it. Like, if in mid-November it's not looking good, well, then just be like, no postseason. This well, is it's like just like your the, col- next three the games Coswell is- Series was canceled in March. I, I thought that was an early reaction. Right. Uh, obviously, it came to fruition, but I think that was a completely overreaction, and they didn't know what was going to happen yet, but they made the decision. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they need to cancel anything right now. Right. Because, um, I mean, you can always can- – it's – these are unscheduled games, technically. Anyway, yeah. Like, there's no teams that are set to play in any of the games. So, I th- two weeks left in the season, you say no postseason. Like, that's fine. I think a lot of it only hurts the um, most, which I don't care about. I think a lot of what, but even the SEC and all the other conferences are going to be looking at during this period of time is first of all they're meeting every week, probably like Zoom calls and stuff like that to kind of go over protocols. I think they're also going to be looking at the Major League Baseball and NBA and how they're doing it. Yeah. Um, and if they start getting spikes of stuff, even while they're quarantined, that's going to be a red flag. Yeah. Um, and so that's what they're probably looking at, too. I know they're testing like crazy at all the campuses right now. Yeah. Um, and I see new numbers all the time. Some of them are really good. Some of them are saying, yeah, you know, zero to one. Posting the new, right. The new, uh, I saw Kentucky statistics. had like 150 tests last zero. week, zero cases, zero which is great. great. Like, it's fantastic. Um, especially if they're all like in a bubble yeah. or whatever they need to be doing. I mean, but college kids are going to be college kids. So right. when the season starts and I'm assuming school, you know, better than I do school will be online this year. You're hearing. No, they, they they're say, saying, go, they're go saying ahead and go going to campus. Apparently. Uh, when is that supposed to start for y'all? Uh, I think August 24th. Okay. So we got two months until then month and a week, month and a week. Okay. You're right. I don't see how that's possible right now. Yeah, that feels like that's going to be changed online. I, I would assume so. Changed online just so they don't have any kind of spikes. And I'm sure that, I mean, it, it's a, just a weird situation because yeah. I don't think any of us are, like, scared for our lives with this virus. No. Um, I know there's a vulnerable people that are out there that, you know, it could be more harmful for them. But a lot of us have seen, I mean, I know people that had COVID and, you know, they've recovered. I've, I know some people that haven't, um, but we all have to live our lives. Like, yeah, you know, LSU football to the local economy is huge. Yeah. 
And I was on the other podcast last night. I was talking about the NFL contracts, the TV contracts. No doubt in my mind, NFL is playing next year. No doubt. Has the NFL said no fans? I, they they've said, they said limited, limited so far. Right, right. Uh, I could easily see something them like twenty percent or something like that. Yeah, but I could easily see them playing with no fans. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm I, honestly I'm probably about eighty to ninety percent sure they're going to play with no fans. I am ninety eight percent sure that they are going to play football in the NFL this year, full season. Um, those guys get paid for a living. They want to get paid. They'll at least start the season. There's owners um, that have a lot of control. Um, there like is football teams are a lot harder to quarantine than like a basketball team, though. They are, but there it's going to be like an injury report, and you're just going to be out. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to quarantine. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, so if y'all want to go take your chance and go out, you can. But if you get, I bet you anything, there's going to be a clause in their contract to say if you got sick because you were out doing something. I don't know how they can put that in place, but right. I bet you they they can get docked those paychecks. Um, so it's going to hit them hard. Whereas uh-huh. college students, though, they don't get paid. Right. So, you know, ha- I don't know how, how feasible it is to, to try to keep them under wraps. And if a guy, I, I, I was reading, um, there was a post uh, about Northwestern. Uh, somebody came out about the Big Ten um, conference-only schedule, like, about guidelines last night. Uh-huh. And they were talking about, if somebody one of the one of the rules that was put in place in the Big Ten was if somebody tested positive, they're they're going to be out for three to four weeks. Um, okay. It's two weeks of a quarantine. And it's one week of like they have to have testing done and it has to be positive tests, and then they're able to practice, and then they have to have one week of practice, and then they can play. So Jesus. you're you're technically out for like four games uh, if you play four games in a row. So. It can really hurt your your status with the team or whatever potential you have for like future a, you know aspirations to right. be out because of COVID. So, right. um, not Jamar Chase. That's not a good example. Jacoby Stevens. You know he's got NFL aspirations. Probably I would. I don't know if he's a first round draft choice. Maybe second. Maybe third. Something like that. But with a really really good season. No, he could easily find himself first round pick, first yeah. round pick. right? Because um, I think so. Say he's out for four games yeah. and has an okay year, but he missed some really critical games and he loses out on being a first round pick. Right? Because I mean, if with a only conference schedule, right? You play ten games. That's forty percent of the season. Yeah, and there's a lot of hypotheticals this year that are going to happen. And uh, one of the things we talked about last night too was, you know contract scheduling smaller smaller schools that you're gonna have to cancel a lot of those games what happens with those contracts we kind of touched on all that kind of stuff too there's just a lot of questions and nothing is going to be normal this year about any of this um and just i I, that that's my feeling at this point just let's just take what we can get yeah just depressed you're depressed yeah just like i don't have anything to look forward to now yes you do i mean i'm telling you it'll still be fun but this is like I you say I, that I sound a little whiny right here and a little bitchy, but like this is my senior year and that just fucking sucks. Like that yeah. just blows. Now the, the last year that I get see, see, uh, student tickets. Is, I'm, I, you say that is, too is though. Gone. Yeah. Well, not going to the game. That's that that is gonna be that sucks. That does suck. I, not to be a whiny bitch. Right. But. but I will say this: 
Um, and everybody might be doom and gloom at first, but an all SEC schedule. That would be fun. If you oh, did yeah. a 10 game all SEC schedule, and I'm just telling you right now, I, I could see us not having the playoff and the SEC championship game will be off the charts. Like whoever gets to the SEC championship game, it'll be so much buildup oh, and yeah. drama that we'll love like NFL shoes in that mix. Obviously I think they will be, but I think it'll be very exciting. And I, I think people are probably down on it right now, but like, I think it will be one of the most rememberable seasons, obviously we've ever had. I, how much do you think it's going to affect LSU with a uh, new quarterback a lot of young players not having tune-up games. I don't know. I, I think – Like, you jump right in. So our first SEC game, I guess, would be Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that. Like, I, I think it's okay because it's everybody's first game, sure. first of all. Um, and I also think that if it was – maybe last year with the offense because it was so new. Um, but I think with the offense this year, I don't think people understand that, like – this offense is in place for a full year now and oh, yeah, no, a well-oiled machine to where, you know, I would probably be more worried about our defense yeah. adjusting, but I'm not as concerned about our offense. Well, that's, that was, that was actually my main concern was the defense, the defense? because okay. Under game Pelini? one Lane Kiffin, John Rice Plumley, who gashed us last year. Uh, I don't know. That would be, that would be worrisome to me. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, I, I see us beating Ole Miss by two to three touchdowns. Um, yeah. and it's, I would be worried if I was an Ole Miss fan, I would also be worried about their defense. So, oh, absolutely. I'd be probably more worried about their I defense. I mean, it's a 50 burger, not yeah. by Doug's. It's going to be a 50 burger by, uh, Miles Brennan is what's going to happen on that oh, night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and is Plumlee going to be there? I, I think he's their quarterback, right? Have they, I, I'm have they said that? I'm pretty much at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm more I'm more thinking about who we're adding to the schedule. Are we? I mean, yeah. so is our the, schedule going to get tougher? Right. So there's it's Kentucky, uh, Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. No, who who do, who do we who we're playing Florida and we're playing? Um, oh, we're playing Florida and South Carolina. Okay, so it's out of the other teams to right. add, and we need to add two of them, right? We're just kind of making that assumption, I guess. Right. But, uh, if we kept the same SEC schedule and we right. just added two more games. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they would do. Uh, but so somebody's going to look up think, and get Vandy and Missouri as their Do you think the ads. schedule gets tougher? Getting, I rid don't, of, getting rid of Texas and adding two of the other East teams. No, I don't think it It definitely gets, gets tougher if you add Georgia, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And I think it's more about, like, all right, <laughs> you're picking from teams out of the East. Who's picking? How are they picking? Yeah. Um, oh my God. Is it around? Like, no, is it I, out of a I, hat? Are we picking? Because that's the only fair way to me. Is uh -huh. like, it's like, it's like ping pong balls and the NBA like, draft. Like, yeah, that's the way it's got to be, right? That would be fun. It would, and we're gonna have it on e on SEC Network. That would be fun. stream it live. I, I, there's I a lot of. I don't trust the SEC to have that much fun with it though. No, and I don't trust them to that's make. That's Greg a, um, Sankey. Greg Sankey's the least fun person. Well, and I also don't trust them doing the right thing with. With Alabama, I mean, I could yeah. easily see yeah. Alabama Although coming if, out. If Alabama adds Florida to their schedule, I'll be like, okay, yes. this is legit. If they if we add Georgia and they add Florida, I'm good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also add Georgia if Alabama has to add Florida. Yes. For sure. We'll take it. Yes. Um. And yeah, whoever survives out of the West. Yeah. That, that's. I'm telling you, that's it's going to be so that's exciting. Fun. That's I, fun. I don't think people are realizing yet. Um. Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm kind of getting geeked up a little bit about it.
All right, so other ramifications uh, of this whole deal. Yeah, no Texas. We, we, did, we heard that today it's official. I, I think Michael Cobble actually reported it a couple of weeks ago, but the band is not going to travel to any games this year. So the writing is kind of on the wall to me that they're not going to have fans in the stands uh, if they've already made that decision. And apparently they were told a month ago, the band was told a month ago that they weren't traveling this year. Uh, but it sounds like that's happening with a lot of schools too. They probably all have made that decision. Yeah, tailgating be impacted, obviously. Um, yeah. Not that you can't go tailgate, but if you aren't going to be able to go into the stadium, you are you do? going to are you going to tailgate? You're you're a student. No, especially now that I got my own place. Have y'all even talked about this? Like, no, the logistics uh, well, of what you're going to do. That's the thing, though. Me and my friend group, we're just like none of us are in fraternities or anything. Right. So we just kind of oh, we're going tailgating today. Where are y'all going? Oh, we're going over here. Oh, I'm not. Y'all don't go crash other people's tailgates? Y'all yes. don't do your own yeah, tailgate we, party, we right? we completely play it by ear on okay. game day. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how wherever, that's going to work. Wherever they're giving us free alcohol, that's where we're usually yeah, at. Yeah, there's a lot of those places. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've brought you to a few of them before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the older you get, the more tailgate contacts you get, too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Especially now that we're in the podcast biz. I know. We can plant our flag. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll do that on a few places. Now, I know one thing that you we had talked about with the playoffs, we'll go back to that, is, um, you know, right now it's a 14 playoff, obviously, and they said that that's still in place, but you had a thought. Yeah. So we were saying earlier how, like, how the hell is the playoff committee going to select four teams mm-hmm. when there's no non-conference opponents and – you know, possibly there's different. No, there's nothing to compare well, and interconference. Po- yeah, and possibly different conferences with different amounts of games. Yeah, that could happen where you got some that play nine, some play ten. Yeah. So I mean, I could see a scenario where they expand it to six and do the five conference champions, Power Five, mm-hmm. and then an at-large from the group of five. Could be from the group of five, or like I, I'd say, leave that spot as a. As an at-large, and, you know, if, like, if there's an undefeated group of five, then they get the spot. Well, and that kind of brings me to another thing about this was, you know, we, we talked about this again last night, is I think this is going to open up the discussion more of the power five breaking away from the NCAA um, and forming their own division um, because – it's just different. The power five yeah. and the group of five, it's like such a vast difference right. of budget, revenue. Right. Uh, they can afford to there's, like there's play There's a game. reason why Auburn had to pay Tulane $2 million to come play at Jordan Hare. It's because the quality of the programs just right. li- night and day. Yeah. Or like LSU has UTSA that's going to come. And I'm, I don't know what the contract said on that, but if it's a half a million, a million or whatever. Probably but Around a million, I would guess. Yeah, but... LSU, and here's the difference, is LSU can afford to play football without fans in the stands, whereas UTSA yeah. probably can't. Um, and yeah. They will have to if they want to have a season. They're going to have to probably play without fans in the stands, but it's going to affect them on their budget more than it will affect LSU because they got TV contracts. Yeah. Um, I think that's the big difference is some of these TV contracts are so large and it's just creating a um, it's creating a difference in the in – the, the types of schools my here's a hypothetical we go to group of we go to power five only and you got I would love that. yeah so you'll have the sec with 14 teams guess who's getting 
destroyed out of this deal. Destroyed. Notre Dame. Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt and the SEC. They don't even have an athletic director. Oh, yeah. They don't get to have their little uh, Austin P wins. Right. But they they don't worry about sports like the other schools do. Um, And they they don't make any bones about it. Like, they kind of just go about their business. Um, But if they're separated from the other group of five schools and they're only power five, they're going to have to get with the Joneses if you want to compete in that level or you're just going to have to drop down. Um, There's going to be teams like that. Yeah, Notre Dame is a great example. Are they going to finally join the ACC? And so that was – Yeah, so the ACC had already come out too and said if there's a scheduling – problem for Notre Dame will we'll help them out because they already do have that in their contract to where they play a- ACC schools. And by the way, I actually was just thinking about that and I completely realized why the ACC did that for this year specifically because Notre Dame plays Clemson. So they wanted to make they sure keep that, that, game. that game well, stays in place for 2020. Yeah, but Notre Dame plays all those ACC schools sure, too. Sure, but they play Clemson. Right. And that sure. game is going to be huge. I don't understand that whole Notre Dame deal. Like, Either you're I, part I of the like it. Either you're a part of the conference or you're not. Because um, I I kind of like it though. And they why do, are they, they with the ACC and not with the Big Ten? It doesn't make any sense yeah, to me at all. Yeah, they're in Indiana. Yeah, they're in Indiana, but they they're like a Big Ten school. Like it's a big Midwest school. Yeah. Like I don't get it. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to no, me. I completely agree. Um, it never has. I mean, it's a it would be a perfect fit too. It would make sense to swap. Notre Dame and like Mar- move Maryland back to the ACC. I don't, and, I don't understand Maryland moving to the and Big Ten. And conference names just drive me crazy. The Big Ten with 11 schools. The 14. Big t- 14 schools? In the Big Ten, yeah. 14 okay, in the Big so Ten. Oh, that's no, right. Big Ten has 14. Big 12 has 10. Right. The Big 12 has 10 teams. The Big Ten doesn't. Right. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Pac-12 they have 12. made sure to make make sure to change They changed the it from 10 to 12. They used yeah. to be Pac-10. Oh, it's infuriating on, It's to not me. hard. That's it's so not. easy to change it from. Yeah, but everybody does know the Big Ten if you call it the Big 14. And then you call yeah, that doesn't roll off the And then you call it the Big 12, the Big Ten. Oh, oh it would be so confusing. The nightmare. <laughs> that would be a freaking nightmare. That's why they didn't change. The That's Big right. 12. Absolutely. Big Ten didn't change because it just doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think it's going to be a very interesting season. Um, I think I think they're going to play. It'll be a lot of things, and interesting is definitely one of them. Yes. I'm just fascinated by everything with this, like all the little dynamics that go into it and the things that you don't think about down the road that come up, and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't think about that. You know, right. It's just like LSU. They're going to have to pay out, like, uh, Nichols. They'll have to pay out yeah. um, UTSA. You know. what, what happens with the Rice game in Houston? I, I'm not quite sure the contract details. The contract you you know, there. one of the things we talked about with, with Heath last night, and he's a uh, chief information officer at Kentucky, so he's kind of in the know about these budget deals. But one of the things that he said was these contracts also have wording in them about, like, unforeseen situations and, like, maybe not say national national uh, natural Pandemic. disasters like um, – like hurricanes yeah. and things like that, but it could allude to something like that to where they can kind of get out of it, but they'll still have to probably do like a settlement payout of something. But I don't know what LSU had to pay to, to go play in Houston. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what the deal – that could have been like an even money deal because they're going to play in Houston. So Yeah, it might have been because I know Rice played here in 2018, so it might have been like a 
home and neutral series or something right. like that. Um, very interesting. I think it's going to be full of uh, drama this year. I think there's going to be things that probably look like they're put in place that get changed immediately. Yeah. Um, and everybody's going to be freaking out at first because it's not normal, but um, it just is what it is. And if we want football, it's going to be like that this year. Um, all right, so the next thing we were going to kind of talk about today, and uh, this kind of started on a Facebook chat today with a few LSU fans, and I, I turned it back over to Twitter. I'm interested in talking about big-time recruits in the past for LSU football. Uh, it could be LSU football, basketball, too, if you wanted to talk about that. But, right. like, big recruits uh, out of high school, maybe five stars, four stars, whatever they were, but highly touted, and then didn't pan out at LSU for whatever reasons. And it started being a, a good discussion on these, but do you have some in mind? Uh, we can kind of talk about a few of them that you were kind of thinking about. Yeah, I mean, the easy one is uh, Russell Shepard. Uh, yeah, I've seen I don't that wanna, one a lot. I don't want to talk about that too much because I think that's been well just harped on so much. All right, so... I almost feel bad for the freaking guy. I do too, but like, dude, out of high school, that guy was unreal. Yeah. They used to show some of his games on like yeah. Fox Sports and stuff. I can't believe we never at least... I know they, they put him back in practice at quarterback for like a week and then they realized, okay, he doesn't have the arm. Mm-hmm. But give him a shot. Right. Just let him go run around. Like, at least put him back there as a wildcat and yeah. let him run and throw. Like, they never did any of that. No, I, I know for sure that I don't trust whatever Les Miles did. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> I know that in my heart. Like, I, I saw I him I whatever, saw him play, I mean, and I understand it was a lower level, but it was 5A Texas football. And the guy looked very, very good. I mean, he was number one player in the country. Um, yeah. Like, at least give him a shot back there. Yeah. Who are we playing instead of him? Jordan Jefferson. Exactly. Yeah. So, come on. Yeah. No, he's, not, mean, he's not worthy of at least a few cutting. snaps a game? <sighs> I, I think that was a waste on our part a little bit. But, yeah, I agree. He gets shed on a lot. Um, and I, I, think he's, I think he's been great. I mean, he's still in the pros. He's for still in off. the pros. Um, that shows you how much talent he has. Another one um, that's still in the pros who didn't pan out here at all. Uh, kind of got in a little debate about this, was Al Woods. Um, okay. Big-time player out of yeah. Elton. He was the number one defensive tackle in the country. Mm-hmm. Very, very small school. I think they were a 1A or 2A school, and he was like 320, just pushing guys around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never translated to um, to college. And it felt like it was a developmental period that he needed to go through and then finally I think his senior year he ended up starting the whole season and he did okay and then all of a sudden he's been in the pros for 12, 12 years. years yeah <laughs> <laughs> look that come from and, and since you bring up Hal Woods that's a great transition right into Daniel Hunter yeah who, that's a great point Daniel Hunter who was well I don't know if he was a great recruit I don't know if he was highly recruited it, right, but I just think of Daniel Hunter whenever I think of guys that were that are so good in the NFL, so good in the NFL, yeah, and just were like was fun at LSU, but just right. didn't really have any production. No, Daniel I I, I like understand the poster that. Child. I understand where you're coming from on that one. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember how he was as a recruit though. Yeah, and everybody would always rave about him, but he just never showed the production that you were wanting to see out of him. Um, yeah. All right, so a few others that we had seen on here. Okay, here's a great one. Uh, Clifton Garrett. Yeah. The I linebacker. Saw a few people say that. Uh, that was a great one. 
Big time. I mean, he was like when I remember listening to his like commitment ceremony. I think I had to listen to it like on a work computer or something. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we got him. Yeah. And, like texting dad like he's a stud, you yeah. know, uh, little do I know he never pans out at all. I don't even know if he's playing football anymore. Well, he just sucked or something? What's the deal? I think there was some academic stuff. I think okay. he didn't – yeah, I don't think he was his – I don't think he lived up to it. I, th- I don't think he uh, wanted to practice. I think uh-huh. there was a lot of stuff in there. He couldn't cut it to, like – he went to JUCO, still couldn't cut it. Uh-huh. Um, I think I followed him on Twitter because I was like that back then. I would follow all the recruits, and I think I yeah. still follow him, and I see stuff every now and then from him. Uh-huh. I have no idea what he's doing now. Like, <laughs> dude had – he was a five star. Never, never played like yeah much of any here. That's um, so crazy. I know. I don't think you ever see five stars that don't do anything. Like, like nothing. Don't even transfer to like a division two school or something. To, uh, he transferred to A and M. No. No, he he never even played. Like he transferred and then he transferred again. All of a sudden he's at like some JUCO. Doesn't do well there. Oh. Like gets kicked out or something. Jesus, yeah, man. it's bad. I don't know if there's drugs or what, but I don't know. Almost feels like it must have been like a Something work ethic on. issue. I think that's if a you lot can't succeed in JUCO, that's got to be what it is. That's rough. All right, Chris Davenport was a good one. Chris um, Davenport, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, big he, time. he was like a top ten player. Yeah, in the country. Was, yeah, he was out of New Orleans, big time. Um, and then he ended up uh, moving over to the offensive line by his yeah. end of the career. And he actually played at the end of his career, but yeah, he was like, I mean, as another number five one defensive star. tackle in the country or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jai Eugene, that was a good one. Uh, he was a big high school recruit? Big time high school recruit out of New Orleans. It was at him, uh, LSU and Michigan came really? down to them. Um, yeah, and then, he, again, he was another one, didn't play. He was a big special teams guy. And then uh, in the, I think it, by his senior year he was playing a little bit. But Yeah, he was. He was playing. Never kind of. Uh, I, I, I always thought that he was like a <laughs> – it's kind of funny that I know he's a big recruit now because – I always thought of him as like a guy who was like a two-star of high school type guy, and then yeah. he rose up, and then he had a pretty good senior year, right? And like had a good story and all that. Right now he's a five-star, so right. That sucks. Um, <laughs> Lester Ricard, quarterback right. out of uh, no clue who that is. Out of Amit, um, he was a big-time re- quarterback recruit and never did anything. He ended when up transferring this? to uh, I think he ended up transferring to Southern or Southeastern, one or the other. When was that? Uh, that was back in early 2000s. Okay. Uh, either uh, Saban or Les Miles time. I don't remember uh, exactly. But I think he's a high school coach now somewhere. Lester I, what? Uh, Lester Ricard. Ricard. Okay. Yep. Um, big, tall. He's like 6'4", uh, 200 pounds, good arm. Um, Barrington Edwards. You ever remember that name? I know that name. Yeah. I big time running back out of Maryland. He was like a five-star. Okay. Never turned into anything. Never did anything. When yet. was that? That was probably around the same time, like 2003, four, something like did that. Did he go to the to the league? I don't think he did. No. Uh-huh. I mean, he never played here. I don't know why. I, know I mean, we were then. stacked, but uh-huh. still, like, yeah. you're a five star running back. Something I saw a happened. lot of people you're, say you uh, busted. I saw a lot of people say Malachi Dupree, mm-hmm. which I don't like people saying that. Well, there's a couple I didn't like. All right, so Mal- Malachi it Dupree. Wasn't Malachi Dupree's fault. No, he had Brandon Harris and Danny Etling throwing him the ball, and Anthony Jennings. Right. I mean, you could say the same about Trey Quinn. Um, right. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Malachi Dupree though was the number one wide receiver in the country. Yeah, sure. You expected more out of him, but he, he did. He did have production, which most receivers didn't. It took him 
three years to get there, though. His no, junior year, really. His sophomore, sophomore year, he had a pretty good year. Let me let me try to look up his stats. Real well, quick. and so I think a lot of people look at these two with NFL, too. And I, I think there's a little bit of bias that comes into it when we start looking at these lists because a guy like Malachi Dupree, he left early. Like, he left after his junior year and never caught on with an NFL team. It's he, completely surprising He me. had a lot of injury out. Uh, problems. He uh he was actually he I think he went seventh round to the Packers and was having a really good preseason. And that's right. He, he got his, hurt. He tore his ACL. I remember that. I and remember then, that. So uh, he's been bouncing around practice squads now. He just hasn't been able to find his spot. I mean, so let's see. I got his stats pulled up. I mean, very talented. Uh, seven hundred yards receiving his sophomore year, six touchdowns. And that's not great, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, but great for uh. At the time, LSU wide receiver standards at the time. He was probably leading probably the, led team. the team. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd love to see how I love to I see mean, back what, then. Brandon like, Harris threw for twenty five hundred yards. So I mean he had you know he had a like quarter forty percent of the, yeah. like a quarter of that. Yeah. Um it's so funny to look at <laughs> wide receiver stats then yeah, and no, like I mean, you can't where would they to Jamar Chase? Yeah, we where threw would for it, six thousand yards this Where year. would it put them on the twenty nineteen wide receiver yeah, list. Yeah, no, he would have been <laughs> he he would have I mean uh, well, that's actually a decent question. Where would he have been on the 2019 team? Would he've been the fourth guy or third, would he third been, or fourth, I think. Would he have been over Terrace? I mean, when you say that, are you just taking him from his time at LSU and you're just plopping him just into plopping the season his, in? His talent in. Like, he he didn't catch he didn't catch the ball as well as his other guys did. Did yeah, not. but those guys didn't catch the ball as well as they did in 2018 well, when I'm we saying, didn't have though, a wide-open like, offense. I think, But I also think that the coaching had something to do with the way that we catch the ball now sure. compared to the way that we coached then. Sure. Um, I don't think any of those wide receivers caught the ball as well as our wide receivers do now. No. Not even close. No. Um, even Odell and Jarvis yeah. didn't catch the ball as well as these guys do. They didn't catch the ball as well until they got to the league, in yeah. my opinion. I, I mean, they make crazy catches, but not like – And that was Zach Menberger. I mean, Zach Menberger is a good quarterback. Right, but they still had some drops. Yeah, um, well, because ooh. they weren't in a wide-open offense. All right, here's a good one that I started thinking about a little bit. Um, somebody said Josh Booty, which is different okay. because out of high school, I think it was 94, 95, he was the number one player in the country. He was the number one quarterback ahead of Peyton Manning coming out of high school. But he was also the number one pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Um, so he ends up going to play baseball. Right. And he was there for, I think, five years and then went back to LSU. Um, and Q so Rohan Davies. Well, but also he played, he played in 99 and 2000 for LSU. Oh, okay. And he played 99. Okay. Yeah. But in 2000 – he was actually all SEC. People Pre-season don't remember that. No, after the I, season. Okay. He was an all SEC quarterback. I so Rohan played in 2000, though. 2000, he got hurt a little bit, though. Because we did that SEC rewind and well, Rohan game. Davey. But then yeah. he ended up getting hurt. He didn't come back again until late in the year, and he actually won that Peach Bowl at the end of the 2000 season. Oh, um, that was Josh Booty that did. I thought that was. I just assumed yeah, that Josh was Rohan Booty Davey. was the quarterback pretty much that close to that whole year. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he had a very good year, and it's like okay, you're saying a bust basically, but you're going off of his high school career in '94. And was he, he what, what would have happened if he player. would have came to LSU then and like Jared Leonardo's 
eventually the coach and we had him and we had Kevin Falk and like talk about butterfly effect. I know. And it's like what I mean, we were trying to do the Paraloo stuff. Where would we be now? I mean, oh, that's a good question. Go back 15 years before that, even. And we were a heavy Josh run. Brady. We were a heavy run offense in mid 90s with with uh, Donardo. And it's like if you had a guy like Josh Booty, like would that have changed? Um, I would assume it. You would have had to, right? But, like, I don't know. I, it wasn't like Donardo was the offensive you coordinator. You would just but, not use him. Right. I mean, and we, then it would we had Herb Tyler, so it wasn't like we were going to, like, w- yeah. go wide open or yeah. anything. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see what would have happened. If that was interesting. Also, sure. I think he was still recruited under Curly Hallman, so would he have given Curly Hallman more time mm. uh, at LSU? And I'm not sure if he would have. Mm. But um, All right, another good one was Xavier Carter. Okay. Uh, big time track guy. Yeah. Top. It was a five star wide receiver. And he went. He went to Hoover High School in Birmingham, in Hoover, Alabama. And I remember that being such a big deal because he was. He was like, I think, a world record holder of the tw- uh, the two hundred meter dash at the time. It was ri- ridiculous. It was like <laughs> a nineteen under a sub twenty okay. two hundred meter dash, yeah. which is nuts. So yeah, it was like okay, let's just put him on a fly pattern. Uh, let Jamarcus Russell throw it 80 yards in the air. <laughs> That's and it's a like, perfect combination yeah. in theory. Never happened. Never never panned out. I remember him having a uh, kickoff return. I had another track star on that team too, right? Well, you had Benny Brazil. Brazil. That's no, it. that all right. There was a game against Florida. Um, it was here at Tiger Stadium, and um, these Florida fans were like, I don't know what was getting into them, but they they were talking the whole game, and. Um, I decided to start talking back to them. I had a I had a few cocktails. Um, it's hard not to talk to Florida fans. Yeah, uh, I mean they're so loud, they and boisterous, and I was in the south end zone too, so there was close to their section gotcha. and all that. And um, they were just yapping the whole time. Well, there was a, a play. Jamarcus is at quarterback. There was a play. I think we had four wides or something like that, and Benny Brazil was out on the outside, and I was like, "You better watch out." I was like, "He's an Olympian. He's an Olympian." You're, you're too close. You're you're playing man up. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's going to be able to run with him. And then, okay. sure enough, it was a fly pattern to Benny Brazil. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> I was like, he was in the Olympics. <laughs> it was so good. Um, we didn't play great that day, but uh, we still won the was game. Was it 05? No, it was like, uh, yeah, I think it was. It was the first season of Urban Meyer uh, at Florida. Yeah, it would have been 05. So it was a different Florida team that year, and they, they weren't all the way there we yet. We won that year? Uh, we beat them that year. Yeah, it was at it was at LSU. At LSU, right? Um, year. Yeah, it was a day game. I remember that. It was hot. Um, speaking of hot, it's really hot right now Jesus in uh, man. in Louisiana. I um, uh, I went and played golf this past weekend. Yeah, I went over to LSU. Just needed a really cheap round. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back to LSU for a while. It's bad shape. Oh my god. It's the worst golf course I've ever played on. Well, you know, they didn't really t- – they shut everything down uh, during COVID. Yeah. And I don't – they, they did the that. They golf courses that, like, completely shut I don't down. think they took care of anything. They, they, um, I can yeah. promise you they didn't. If, if you missed the fairway at LSU, <laughs> that's a lost ball. <laughs> that rough is so freaking deep. If you like, – It's I, U.S. Open uh, conditions. Yeah. <laughs> And Speaking of Tiger uh, this weekend, I know we've gone off on a. Uh, oh yeah, he's playing Memorial. Yeah, so forgot excited. all about that. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I know. I'll, I'm definitely. He looked so. That. He looked so freaking good in that Brady Manning. Yeah. Mickelson Woods deal. In the pouring rain. Yeah, he looked so freaking sharp. Okay, so 
touched on that a little bit. I appreciate everybody giving their feedback on uh, on Twitter and on our Facebook thread. Uh, I thought it was very a very good topic for this time of the year. Uh, not a lot going on, obviously, with no sports yet, but um, a lot of a lot of discussions. And it's good to get away from the serious talk of like COVID and if we're going to play football or not. But um, anybody has any other suggestions or, or thoughts of of uh, different players from the past, we would love to talk to them. And I, I was kind of exploring maybe even doing a where are they now segment so we can kind of talk about that. Like oh, yeah. players players that uh, were big time in the past and like what are they doing now? I'd like to delve into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, kind of like a rewind segment. All right, the last thing we're going to talk about is our good friend, Detective Dick. Oh, yeah. Dick Vital. <laughs> he is on the case again um what give me give me a timeline give me a timeline you know what's going on you give the timeline i actually what's new i don't know what's new well he started posting uh so jordy collada uh off the bench he came out and and verified on his on air that uh and we had heard this from i know blake rufino has talked about this before about dick vital's source uh, for all this LSU scoop and stuff being Dale Brown. Yeah. Um, so Jordy came on and said the same thing. He said, what I'm hearing is Dick Vitale's source is Dale Brown. Um, and he was on the air with this. Uh, so I think Pretty it got, freaking bold, man. It got put out, uh, on social media and all that and on Twitter. And that's where Dick Vitale lives is on Twitter. Dick Vitale saw it and then posted something on Twitter saying, Jordy, you owe Dale Brown an apology. And um, he's been class act the whole time with LSU basketball. And like, you really need to uh, apologize to him. Well, all of the, the feeding frenzy, which is LSU uh, fandom attacked Dick Vitale, including me. I did a little bit too. Yeah. We, we got a couple of t-shirts on one team, one podcast. Uh, dot com. Uh, go to our shop page. You'll find a couple of new uh, Dickie V t-shirts. Uh, the the suck that tiger dick bitch t-shirt. Oh, that's such very a good, good one. So good. It was good. Um, thank but you for tiger droppings. Thank you for tiger droppings. Uh, you allowed me to steal that one. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's all I do. That's all Matt Anderson does is just steal content. Oh, right. We're not bringing that back up. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> That's months ago. Okay, so then it came out that Dale Brown has emailed Jordy Collada and said the same thing, like, I can't believe you ran with this. Uh, he, uh, saying he that I'm Shakespeare. Yeah, he's very intelligent. Dale, that Dale Brown, man. <laughs> Just sitting by the fire and reading books. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Dale Brown for you. Cup of tea. Yep, yep. Um Ringing his bell when he needs something. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaq comes in. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, so that sparked it as well, where um, Dale Brown has now officially um, addressed Jordy. Jordy apparently asked him to come on the show. Dale Brown declined. Wah. Yep. <laughs> but Dick Vitale, and it, it, it's coming back to where, okay, the question for Dick, Dick Vitale is, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to um, 
make this a big deal and the answers all point to you're trying to point Musa Cisse in a different direction, right? Come on. Yeah, we, we all we all see that. We all get what's going on. Every it, it he's not even trying to like hide it at no. this point. It's like every time Musa Cisse is about to commit, Dick Vitale comes in and says the exact same fucking thing. Right. Exact same thing. <laughs> every time. And he first he said that uh, that the NCAA was going to hammer him, and they've already notified LSU. LSU came out and said, we don't know anything what you're talking about. Um, then he said, oh, well, it's because they're back. At, they're not going to do it until later in July, maybe August. He kind of keeps it vague. Right, and he's now, like, he's, now he's going to be like, oh. Because they're well, still they dealing back, with that old football got, thing. The, the, now the football thing's backed up because of coronavirus. So. Right, right. And Dale Brown's just like, hey, Dick. <laughs> hey, Dick. So I, it's just the drama that kind of it's unfolding so what is the, a little bit. Uh, what is the reason that Dale Brown would be? Uh... So it sounds like that Dale Brown has been excluded a little bit from LSU basketball and maybe not appreciated the way that he would want to be appreciated. Uh, either if it's the court being renamed or whatever, or maybe it's Will Wade that kind of rubbed him the wrong way on some stuff. Um, but doesn't like the way that Will Wade is doing business, doesn't like the fact that he's not being, he's not being, I guess, consulted or like kept in the loop of things. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on, but um, sounds like that's, he's a little butthurt. But to go so far to get Dick Vitale involved to sabotage the program. It's wild. uh, It's crazy. Like if that's all true, that's nuts. I I almost feel like it's, lean towards it's not true I, i'm it hoping se- it's, it's not it true it seems too far-fetched to me i'm hoping it's not true but like <laughs> there's plenty of signs that Although say I this is hope it is true actually <laughs> i mean like i lean towards it's not true because it's so crazy but i hope it is well, true talk about it's so hoping crazy. i posted this on twitter and i'm like am i the only crazy ass person that actually wants dick vital to come and yes. cover one of our games yes we, th- we talked about that last week, I think. Yeah. Do you want that? Yes. I would love that. Uh, one of the best why, things why that LSU want... fans do is hate people. Right. What I saw somebody on Tiger Drop. They were saying, do. don't, don't give him any attention. The yeah. attention he... Like, I want to rail on him. Yes. Like, why can't we do that? And right. Everybody enjoys that night that uh, Joe Oliva walked into the Assembly Center. Yeah. That was awesome. That was one of the most fun games I've ever been to. <laughs> and it was Vanderbilt. Yeah. I mean, how crazy would it be if Dick Vitale did that? Yeah. I mean, it would be nuts. Yeah. It would probably be riot worthy. Um, I think they would have to escort him out of the game, which would be great. Oh, that would be, oh my God. Can you, can you imagine they were like, no, game. it's not safe for you, Dick. We got to get you up. And you got to walk out. And he has to walk <laughs> in front of the student section to get out of the assembly center. There's double birds on him. <laughs> <laughs> Double dick birds. Um, so, yeah, more more Dickie V drama. Um, Detective Dick. Maybe oh, I need to make a T-shirt that says Detective Dick with his face in the background. Yeah, yeah we got to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, There's something there. There it is. Well, I can figure it out. Uh, work through it. Um, all right. Well, I guess that brings us to our last s- segment. And this is our favorite thing to do. It's now time for your favorite game show. Guess Miles Brennan's weight. Okay, Jack. How much does Miles Brennan weigh this week? 
220. I'm going to say 222. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our show tonight. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? All right. Big shout out, guys, to Bandit Radio. Uh, We're a part of that podcasting network uh, with other LSU podcasts. So go check out. It's uh, on Twitter. It's at Bandit Radio 3 on Twitter. Uh, You can get all of our handles. Um, And then if you go to Spotify or Apple, you can actually look up under Bandit Radio and all of our podcasts should be there. Um, So big shout out to those guys. Go check out Bandit Radio. Also, huge, huge shout out to uh, Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, a good sponsor of ours, Brandon Lejeune, uh, posting deals all the time. He actually posted uh, this past week like four vehicles that came in all at one time, and I think somebody snagged up like two of them quick. Um, so go go give Brandon Lejeune a like on uh, Facebook. He'll post new stuff all the time, but they're pumping out a uh, brand new 2021 uh, GMC Denali's just showed up. He's got 2021 GMC Yukons that they're doing pre-orders for. Um, so reach out to him. He can customize anything for you and they can deliver vehicles to you guys. So, uh, reach out to him, get a good deal from an LSU fan. He would, he would love to hook you up. Tell him that the podcast sent you. Also guys, go check out our website, one team, one podcast.com. You can go to our shop page and that'll take you to where all of our t-shirts are. We added a whole bunch this week. So, uh, go check out our shop page. Uh, we can also get masks. Uh, did you get a mask? It's in the, it's in, it's coming. In it's the coming. Okay. Um, so we can do masks. We, I just actually made a good one, uh, uh, third and 17 shirt. So go check out those on, um, on one team, one podcast.com. Um, also you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is one team, one pod. And we've been very active on Twitter. I've been, uh, we've been talking out, talking up some coach Doug's, huh? Yeah. So dude, what is going on with the uniform combinations? Barstool, big cat. Come on, bro. Like it's bad. It's getting really bad. Um, and then, uh, he, what was the deal with the sliders? Did you see that? He uh What so does that even mean? He's been so the sliders are like uh sliders means like performance levels or something? Yeah, so you can change like your the computer the, the user sliders and you can be like, Okay, I'm gonna make my team like a little bit better. But he doesn't do that. He makes the computer a little bit better to like kinda like a fuck you to the uh the chat. He, he calls them the slider dorks. Right. Uh, but it's like this chat. The chat yeah, is like the, always crushing oh yeah, them. They're always yeah. His conversations with the chat are so he ended up losing the, the Vanderbilt. About, he lost, yeah, he the, lost Vanderbilt the Vanderbilt because of the sliders. Yeah, he uh, he turned the computer sliders like way up, and Vanderbilt ended up He's killing him. him. Yeah, yeah, I think he lost by like twenty. Um, uh, did he lose any other ones? No, he uh, he He's, beat Bama last night. Okay, so he beat Bama and I with I, uh, purple jerseys at home. Purple jerseys at home. It's just killing me, man. I mean, his first game of the season, he had a white helmet, purple jerseys, and yellow pants. Yellow pants. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, and then every, every time he does the white jerseys, he does, like, the old uh, 2011 uh, yeah. white. The, uh, yeah, the um, like those throwback. Yeah, I'm like, come on. He wore the – but he wore, like, the full 2011 alternates uh, at Navy, which looked pretty cool. I saw that. I saw that. That, um, that looked pretty cool in Navy Stadium. It just made it, I don't know, it made it look better somehow. Okay. 
Um, um, Doug, so you got to pick. I don't it up think a he's bit. worn the traditional uniforms once. I don't think he has. I haven't I'm, seen it at least. I'm trying to. I'm starting to doubt if he watched ev- any LSU <laughs> games ever. Well, he he was at the national championship. Well, he was probably high or drunk. I don't know. <laughs> like we weren't wearing that, that junk. Um, uniforms are a big deal here. Like big deal. Like yeah, people freak out. I I always get so excited when we do our alternates. What is, what is, what's the best alternate we've ever done? Let's have that con- conversation. Best alternate. Um, I really love the uh, iridescent helmets. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like those, those a lot. Um, now that, I, that's the best feature. I love one we've ever had. I love the old gold helmets. Uh, we played Arkansas. Arkansas. Where Chad Jones, Chad Jones mm-hmm. like actually killed a guy. Yeah. Um, I left that game early. Uh, did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I like love right those. Before we kicked the game-winning field goal. I left. loved the, those helmets for sure. I didn't like the uniform with them, uh, so I always felt like they could have done something better with that. Yeah, I, I also like feel like we have good helmets. And I then also we liked just don't the helmet that we wore with those ugly uh, mustard, mustard yellow yeah. jerseys. You like the helmets with those? I like the I white f- helmet with the numbers. Yeah, and it was like gold. And it was like was gold. there an L or was it just numbers no, on each side? It was just side? numbers and they were like gold, like metallic. And they gold. were playing with that whole like block L thing at the time. Yeah, uh, and, and I that, think that was good. part of. It. I like that too. Yeah. I like the pants. Yeah, they and had I like the, big the helmets. L on the pants. Yeah. Um, now the all white look is solid. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's got to be. To me, you gotta match. You gotta start matching stripes. If you match the stripes, it would be like legit. But the, they never match the freaking never stripes. Gonna match. match the stripes. Hey, Greg Stringfellow, match the stripes. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.